Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode two hundred and one. That's two zero and one. It's the Enes Wolves podcast. That's right. We're into the twos. Well, into the twos now. And if you weren't there for the first two, the two zero zero. Where were you? Where were you? Where are you? Um, we probably could be seeing that next season. I think Norwich absolutely flying um, under good old Delia. Yeah, uh, look. Joe Edwards, what a what a night! What a night last Thursday night. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Did you? It was brilliant. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was um, really kind of amazed, really, by the the support that we received. And uh, you put out earlier this week that we've gift aid as well, uh, more than six thousand pound, which is absolutely mental. Absolutely um, cray cray. Let me get the. The exact uh, amount before you carry on. Let me just see what we are. Go, right. so, go on. So it's, uh, yeah, so £3,415 for Wolves Foundation to feed our pack. £1,900 for breast cancer now. Total with gift aid, £6,292.66. Incredible. Mean, unbelievable. Unbelievable yeah. how generous people were, you know, during during the show and and and, and the sound auction we had, you know, kind of for the tw- just twenty four hours. I mean, absolutely unbelievable, blown away, really, mate. Yeah, and you know, it was um, it was just it was just an, a nice experience as well. Um, you know, hopefully everybody, you know, we we had some good feedback and people seemed to enjoy it. But you know, we we really enjoyed it as well. Good to have Tim back and. Just have a have a laugh, really, and I mean, you know, especially how things have been over the over the mm-hmm. last year or so. It's mm-hmm. it's rare to just kind of have a b- bunch of mates together, really, and just having a chat and have, have people, you know, coming along and you know enjoy it with us. So all the questions and everything that we had, and and uh, you know the feedback, the the technology as well ran smoothly, which was a which was a relief, and um, yeah, it was it was a it was a lot of fun, and uh, it was a pleasure, really. Yeah, big thanks to Tim to, for coming on. Obviously, obviously top miner. Big thanks to Luke Hatfield as well behind yeah. the scenes who were pulling the the, the technical strings as well. Uh, so yeah, I think without without really a, a hitch on the on the night, which um, is unheard of really. But uh, <laughs> thank you to the uh, to the four five hundred of you that watched live. Thank you to the six thousand plus of you who have watched since or listened since. Um, I'm sure people who listened who haven't quite watched it. Um, will probably be there'll be a few strange points because uh, quite a bit of it was visual. But I think if you haven't watched it, it is available on YouTube, on Facebook. So um, have a have a watch of it because it, it is it is quite entertaining. Um, some parts of it as well, especially I think I think the two highlights of the night was was one Mr Spears draped in gold um, yeah. to to start the evening, and two what a lot of people are asking for you to do again, Joe, is is, is your gargling um, um, expertise absolutely superb? Gargling, Nuno had a dream as the as the person who lost the um, lost the quiz to Mr Spears in the old school family fortunes, and uh, yeah, you were you were quite uh, apart from swallowing halfway through, you you definitely got a bit of gargle back, and I was a uh, I was I was pretty impressed, mate. You can hold the tune. I can. Um, I have been d- using a lot of mouthwash in that recently, so maybe that was the you know the, ah. the preparation that unknowingly that I was doing for the for the beer goggle, the big beer goggle, and um, yeah, I, I think there was a tune there. I mean, you know, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is pretty much how it went. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, people, good fun. People, are, people listening to this who haven't, haven't listened to 200 going, I think I'll pass on 200. Sounds, sounds, yeah. like, sounds like it's one that I can, I can sidestep, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, let's uh, well, let's 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 start with the, the news of the day, an exclusive for Mr. Joe Edwards. Uh, I don't know who he is, but uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently he's, he's he's a decent human being. I haven't met him yet. Um, uh, this morning, dropping uh, Roman size, I guess expected Joe. Um, yeah. um that he um he's um he's obviously had this quota of twenty Premier League starts or Premier League appearances. It's triggered an extra one year. Um, in his contract for next season, and for me, look, and, and this is this is only my. You might think differently, but for me, um, Sais gets sometimes some unnecessary stick. I think he's probably one of the most improved players um, and, and the longest one, longest serving players. I would have thought now uh, at Wolves. I think he's been um, an excellent asset. He has definitely, definitely been key to Wolves' success. Um, I'm not saying this season, but in in past seasons, probably doesn't quite get the credit he deserves. And for me, if you're looking to have a big season next year and uh, and really push back into those European positions, I'm not saying that that Sai should be a starter, but what a fantastic, fantastic player to have uh, on your bench um, in 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 a successful squad moving forward. Well, he's he's been there and done it, and um, you know for, for doing that piece, kind of looked at his his resume, and um, you know it it really stands up. He's he, you know he's been at Wolves for. For, for for five years, been been here since uh, tw- twenty sixteen, and in that time made you know almost two hundred appearances, played in midfield, you know out out Wolves to FA Cup semi finals, Europa League quarter finals, back to back seven place finishes in the Premier League Championship title of course, um, second longest serving current player only Connor Cody has been at the club uh, for for longer than he has. So he knows he knows what it's about, and you know we've seen him playing a variety of positions in midfield, adding that bite and being that kind of um, linchpin that allowed Nevers really to really shine in the championship mm-hmm. and take the mm-hmm. division by storm. But you know Nevers, uh, his size was the one kind of doing the dirty work in the background to allow him to shine, um, and then in recent years becoming a central defender and. You know, adapting to, to that position, yeah, you know, he's, he's maybe not the most natural centre half, and he perhaps lacks a, an inch or two on, um, you know, in terms of height. Oh, in terms we of we all we all do that. <laughs> in terms of others, but um, he, he's, he's performed admirably wherever you've put him. I mean, he even did half a job at left wing back. I mean, that weren't his position, but he had a go, and. Um, he, he but, just, but when you've got someone who can do that, who can who can come off the bench and, and, and play, you know, a DCM or, or centre back or emergency left wing back or left back, you know, that's that's invaluable really in, in in a season where not only will he be playing, you know, thirty eight games, but but cups and uh, you know and all sorts going on and, and injuries and suspensions. You need players like that who are going to turn up. Not only have the expertise and on, on international and club level, but also the character. You know, you always seem like with a smile on his face, cheeky chappy. And I yeah. feel sometimes, and maybe it's maybe maybe that's um, something that, that Wolves need to look at. That there's a lot of quiet guys sometimes in, in, in dressing rooms, and and you, you really sense that that he's one of the one of the ones that you need a bit of a joker in his squad, and people who are going to you know have a bit of a bit of ribbing and, and always have a smile on the face. And I think you need that, definitely need that going forward. And of course, one of the Older, older players as well now. You know, he's uh, you know, close to thirty. Is he? Was he twenty? He's thirty. Yeah, thirty he now 30, as yeah. well. Yes, yeah, so you need a little bit of seniority as well, but someone who can who can give as good as he gets. 
Exactly, and you, that's a good point about being the kind of one of the jokers in the pack, and you know, a good, good kind of uh, lifter of of the mood. And mm. I mean, he's been the translator pretty much for Reinate Nuri the whole time he's been here. Um, kind of really took him under his wing because the both, of course, came from the same club, uh, Angers in in France. So, you know, he, he's he's playing a mentor role as well. You know, to to young players that they, they look at him because he's a player really that. Came from humble beginnings, you know. I mean, he spoke before about washing pots in his in his family's restaurant, and you know he was playing in the lower leagues for for a good good chunk of his early career in mm-hmm. in, in France. He he didn't come from a, a massively glitzy academy or anything like that. He's he's a player that's you know worked up um, from from a fairly modest level, and uh, I think that comes across. You know, he, he's, he's he's he never. You can never question his commitment, and you can ne- never question his uh, work rate and his desire. And um, it, it, pl- players like that are, are invaluable, as you say. I think um, there comes a time where you want those players to perhaps be a bit more squad players, and maybe not be the first first name on the team sheet. You know, you, you can't ever stand still in football. But you know, Roman says to have him around for another twelve months um, at least, and um, for him to be. A, 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 a very important member of the squad still. That's um, that's, that's really good to see. It was um, you know pleasing to hear, and uh, you know happy to report that. Who's the um, who would you say out of the squad is the person who's most watching Cheltenham? Who's got a few bets on? Would you say who's, who's a cheeky gambler in that in that squad? Can they? Can uh, they gamble? I don't they know. We gamble on the horses. Yeah, I think it's just, can... it's just football. They can't gamble on. Yeah, mm. Jonathan Woodgate. When I was at Borough, mate, Jonathan Woodgate, <laughs> literally loved a gamble. Some of the money he was putting on horses. Oh my god! I can remember one day though, he came into our offices when I was uh, back in the day when I was working at the club, and uh, he gave us two. He said, "Come on, boys! Come on, boys! Get on! Get on these! I've got two Big tips for you today. Oh, here we go. Tips, horses, <laughs> footballers. Doesn't work very well. And he says, I can't remember what the horses were now. He says, get on this and get on that. Um, both today, running at Lingfield, I think it was, at the 2.40 and 4.10. So I was like, and it's, it's low in the afternoon. I'm thinking, oh, bugger it. Let's, 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 let's put these bets on. So, And he says, oh, good prices, good prices. So I put these bets on these two horses. I can remember still to this day, one was 12 to 1, one was 16 to 1. So good prices. Yeah. So I had £25 each way on both horses and yeah. a £25 each way double. So for people who don't know, double means that you're putting the same amount on the first horse, but then the money goes on to the second horse. You need both horses to place to get some money back. If they both win, it's, it's happy days. So the first one romps home at 12 to 1, buzzing. Buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. And the other two guys in, in the office as well hadn't put it on, so I'm like even more, you know, lording it over them. I get home on the night, get to my little apartment in Yarm, and uh, can't can't watch it. It was on Rating UK or something like that, some encrypted channel, so I'm listening to it. Mate, it was like something from Roy the Rowers. It comes from last to challenge at the last at the last furlong. And it's inching and then just loses it in the last seven or eight yards, but then gets up and wins. Wins. <laughs> wins at 16 to 1. Four and a half grand. Bloody hell. Yeah. Four and a half thousand pounds. So, uh, yeah, he, uh, it was a happy day. So, next morning he was coming in buzzing. He said, Oh, yeah, I said, how much do you win? I said, Four and a half grand. He goes, Oh, chief, that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. He, he rocks up and he knew Rolls Royce the next day. So you can imagine he, he had more than twenty pounds each way on it. 
Christ. Oh, dear, dear, dear. I could so, tell you about some Ibiza trips with Mr. Woodgate and uh, Mr. Downing back in the day, but I'm I won't not, because that was that was more for episode 200 rather than 201. <laughs> we'd, have to, we'd have to start this at 9pm watershed. So Knife and Judas Richie's are down to Jonathan Woodgate. Uh, so, well, yes. Uh, 305 <laughs> Paisley Park today, by the way. I like that. Uh, Cheltenham. Have you had a little bit um, of Cheltenham, mate? No, I haven't, no. Um, oh, come on, mate. Have a little, have a little dab on. Back to the original question, I'd probably say... I don't know, I don't think any... I, I, maybe just cast in the net, but I mm. don't really see any of the, the foreign boys being majorly big on here. I, I think I think Sice would have a go. Because I he think was, Sice, mate. That's what I was saying. I think Sice I, might be he, a little bit of a cheeky gambler, mate. Well, he, he in, referenced, the old, in the old GGs. He referenced the Six Nations, didn't he, the other day when talking about the referee not giving yeah. the Samaida penalty. So he seems yeah. a, a man that's kind of tuned, in, tuned into the wider world of sport. So I, I'd say Sace, I reckon Ruddy would be a decent shout as well. Yeah, Ruddy's always got a pencil in his ear, mate. 100%, yeah, right? 100%. I could, I could see Ruddy in a tweed coat at Cheltenham. Like, I, I think he'd be right in his element. I was going to say, back in the day when you've got English backroom staff, they're always the backroom staff have always got a pencil in their ear We're looking at the racing post in the morning, you know, getting in through the boot room and stuff like that. So I bet there's a few of them kicking around at Molyneux as well. They're crazy, really, when you think Cheltenham was a year ago. I know it's a, it's a, year, it's a week forward this year, but a year ago I was there. You were, you were in Olympiacos. Um, well, were, I was uh, I was in Mexico actually. Oh no, no, you weren't. You were in Mexico, weren't you? Yeah, it was. Yeah. it was Luke and uh, Luke and Matt Mayer in, in Olympiacos, and uh, yeah, who was? I mean, it was it was fine, mate. It was fine. That fifty, sixty thousand people there. Nothing <laughs> happened, mate. And Charlie, nothing to see here. But uh, yeah, crazy times a year on, and that we're still uh, still in this position. But hopefully, hopefully, light at the end of the tunnel, which which is nice, which is nice. Um, was the light at the end of the tunnel, Joe? Uh, Liverpool depend. <laughs> I understand that they, they they got beat. However, this was a more positive performance than I've seen probably in 2021. I said um, the other the other night, and I'll probably stick by that. I'm not saying it's the best performance of 2021, but it's probably up there. And and to be honest, I wasn't going away absolutely distraught from that game because for me they gave as good as they got, and I think. Even Jurgen Klopp at the end of the game was like, I think he called it a dirty three points because they knew that they'd been in a game. Yeah, and yeah, I think there wasn't really any any reason to, to come away from that feeling really downhearted. Um, it was just a little tinge of frustration that the same kind of story carried on, that, that Wolves couldn't put the ball in the net and uh, and Liverpool could. And, and that that's, that's the story of the season, really, in that they, they, don't, really, they don't take enough of their chances. Um, but in terms of intensity and uh, application, I mean, you know, they wanted to reverse that trend of coming out the trap slowly, and they did that. You know, they, they set the town early on and, and kept it at a good pace throughout the game, really. And they, they didn't weren't as if you know it was roles reversed and the first half was good and the second half was bad this time around. It was a pretty solid ninety-minute performance. It was just that Liverpool took advantage of their one big moments, really. And uh, and Wolves couldn't take advantage of, of several of theirs, so um, a bit frustrating in that respect. But at least you know that I know you alluded to it uh, a lot, and uh, it's finally coming up this uh, this good run of fixtures <laughs> after the international break. Uh, West Ham, of course, the first one, which is a bit of a tough one. But then after that, particularly, I think it's. rainbows. It's rainbows and cherries it, and uh, yeah. Cream. It's the it's the bottom six, isn't it? I think pretty much or back to back. So um, you know that that that's that's where you want to be picking up points. But um, 
at least they're looking they're looking fairly solid. I mean, obviously they conceded, but they're looking pretty solid at the back. Good to have Bolly back. Matinho was, you know, the best he's been in ages. Probably his best performance of the season, actually. Um, you know, really kind of showing himself that he's still got a fair amount to offer. So, um, yeah, it you know, it wasn't all doom and gloom. It was just really the same story continuing on that Wolves just couldn't, you know, find find the edge in the final third. Um, of course, Willie Bolly came back in, and just, look, a team with Willie Bolly and without Willie Bolly is night and day for me defensively. Um, he hasn't had his; he's had a frustrating season. Uh, of course, he has with injury, um, but I think when he puts it together, he's still got a lot more to offer Willie Bolly from not only from a defensive point of view, from an attacking point of view as well. And if you keep a, if you have a fit Willie Bolly next year, we'll talk and we'll move on to, you know, we'll be discussing, I'm sure, for the next few weeks about about getting a quality centre back in for next season but you know as well as that if you get Willy Bolly back to the Willy Bolly that we know and love and add goals to his game he's one of the most dominating centre backs in the Premier League I don't care what anyone says and he kind of like I say floats under the radar a little bit at times which he shouldn't do because of his size and his stature and his quality at the back but uh I think him, you know, a, a fit Willy Bolly in a Wolves side makes a huge amount of difference. It does, it does, and you just hope he can he can keep his fitness up for the rest of the season. Now, nine games left, and um, you know he hasn't really had a, a massively consistent run of games this season. He's had a few injuries, which have been frustrating. So that, that that's the big thing there. You want to you want to keep him fit. You want to try and get nine full games into him if you can, and. Just try and stick with a with a settled back three, or you know, maybe some think the four's the right thing to do in the long term. But try and stick to a consistent back three, I think, and um, yeah, just get that into him and hopefully some momentum to build into next season. Of course, centre half still needs looking at. Uh, they need to they need to sign somebody in that position, and some some might say they need to sign two in that position. But um, yeah, Bolly, good to see him back, and he's. You know, his his game is a lot more than just aerial presence, but it, you know he, that is the big strength he offers to this Wolves team, which otherwise is lacking in height. You know, Bolly is the big physical presence, and if he's not in the team, then nobody nobody else really has that same same aerial dominance or kind of imposing nature. Really, I mean, obviously Traore is a big lad, but he's at the other end of the pitch, so um, yeah. His aerial presence, his calmness on the ball, his general all-round play just helps Wolves. And um, just the key now is he's making sure he stays fit. Yeah, so we've got a break now. Close to three weeks until the next game. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's just crazy, it's got, really. Crazy. Well, yeah, considering how just here, there and everywhere it has been this season, to, to have such a break is yeah, very strange. Um, what so so three three plays and three different um, injury scenarios I guess. Um, what are the likelihood? What's the likelihood that we get to see um, for the West Ham game? Uh, Rui Patricio back. Um, uh, what's the likelihood we get to see um, Daniel Pedence back? And what's the likelihood we get to see uh, Raúl Jiménez back? Good question. <laughs> um, so Patricio. We're gl- glad to hear earlier this week in the aftermath of the Liverpool game, of course, <laughs> hugely worrying moments when, mm. when he went down and eerily familiar and to, to the Jimenez incident earlier on in the season. But 
Now, thankfully, he's he's all right. He's he's okay. Nothing nothing too serious. Um, got to just try and clear up whether he's going to go away with Portugal, but not expected to to have a long spell on the sidelines. I think at this stage you'd probably say it's fifty fifty as to whether he'll play against West Ham. You know, maybe they'll just do it on the side of caution. But um, you know, I, I I don't see him being out for for a long mm-hmm. period of time. It, it's it, you know he'll he'll be back soon enough. I think. Um, Pedence. Yeah, it it depends how much work he can get in over this international break. Um, of course, not going with Portugal, is he? I mean, it no, would thought, but uh, no. this, this is probably a good amount of time now. I mean, it's gone on a little bit longer than I thought. I mean, I know he re-injured it, and you know, it's abductor, I, I believe it is. But at the same time, it looks like uh, it's it's carrying on longer than we thought. Yeah, and I think longer than he thought. Um, it was at the start of February that he said. I'll be out for around five or six weeks, mm-hmm. and you know it's it's been that now. And um, as noon, I was it last Friday about Pedence, and he, he hadn't trained with the group and hadn't trained individually um, either on on the grass at Compton. I think he's still just restricted to you know to gym work and stuff like that at the minute. So um, just depends what level of of work he can do over the international break. Maybe he could sneak in for West Ham, but I'd probably say it might be the one after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fulham or perhaps even the one after that really so um, we'll see hopefully sooner rather than later and then, and then with Jimenez it's it, it's difficult to say because he's as far as we were aware he's not heading balls again yet um, he's obviously wearing that new protective headgear he's dyed his hair silver mm-hmm. <laughs> is that the colour is it, is it silver is it, is, well, it, is it white blonde What what is it it's like a silvery blonde, isn't it? Mm. But it's like the Aguero, whatever that was as well. Um, yeah. yeah, but he. he, he Where do they find these incredible hairdressers in their own family, mate? It's unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I know. Do, you just, do you just stick your head in your sink these days? <laughs> has, he, has he gone down to Boots and he's looked in the aisle and he's gone? No, no, no none of those hair colours. Let's go to the let's go to the female section downstairs. Okay, there's a white blonde silver look there. Um, yeah. Katy Perry had it a few years ago. I tell you what, let's go with that. Let's stick it all in. Let's massage it in. Let's wet my hair. We'll massage it in. I'm going to put a little shower cap on it. I'm going to leave it for a couple of hours. I'm going to come back. I'm going to shower it. In. Oh, look at this. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, well, he's 499, mate. 499, Don <laughs> Boots. Garnier Nutrice or whatever yeah, it's called. He's also got his rewards card, mate. In happy days. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, with him and his, you know, the... I think he might be going away with Mexico. I've got, got to get that confirmed. But just to confirm on that front, so if he does go away with Mexico, he'll just be doing the kind of the same thing that he's been doing at Wolves. They're they're playing against Wales, mm-hmm. um, so they're based in Cardiff, I think. So he hasn't got to go far. It's just a case of get getting him seen, you know, seeing his friends and kind change of keeping change of scene, keep his spirits up, keep him, you know, doing a decent amount of work over the international break, you know, rather than in the gym on his own, he can. He can be with his mates, you know, only you know, a few a few hours up the road. So, I think I think that's that's what it's what it's about in terms of West Ham. I think um, I think that'll probably be a little bit too soon again, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I'll be happy to be proved wrong. And um, ultimately, I, I think you know all of Wolves' players that are on the injury table. I, I, I perhaps throw Marcel into that as well, even though he's a bit more of an unknown that. You know, we should see him again. You know, towards the end of the season, I don't think any of them are, you know, ruled out for the rest of the season. So um, they'll look to play a part in in the in the final few games at least, and um, yeah, just have a have a bit more minutes uh, at the end of the season. 
Yeah, I mean, look, there's, there's no urgency, is there? I mean, especially with where Wolves are in the tail, where the season has gone. You know, they're not they're not going up, they're not going down, they're not uh, they're not challenging for anything, they're not fighting for for survival. All those, you know, depending on who you ask, at 35 <laughs> points, some people would say that they are, but um, look, they're, they're not, and uh, and um, you know, there's no rush. You've got to be 100% certain. Look, everything now is towards next season. Um, yes, you've got to get 40 points or 38 or 37. Personally, I think actually, to be honest, if they lost every game from now on in, they'd probably be fine anyway. But yeah, they need to they need to get 40 points. They want to get 40 points as soon as possible, and then they can they can look. But everything is getting everything now looks toward getting these guys ready for next season. And look, the likes of Raúl Jiménez probably should have a have a, have a relaxing and a, and a restful summer and, and make sure he's good to go for next year. Daniel Pedence, very very unlikely, is probably going with Portugal to the Euros. He will have a summer to ready to to, to be ready to go next year. These are important things. Johnny, the same. Um, Adama Traore not in the Spain squad either. So so these kind of players, if they're going to be there, I'm sure that most the majority of them are could be invaluable uh, over the summer for them to be ready and it's it's about getting them ready and that includes the the games this season and having the correct amount of games and the correct amount of minutes for them to 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 be to be 100 percent um in, in a great position to to really go from the start next year yeah and and just quickly on the on the on the points front i mean never mind 40 points they should they should realistically aim for 50 you know, well, I'm just saying to get through the 40. Yeah, point yeah. Mark, oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, of course, they'll go. They'll go ahead of that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they'll finish up with with close to 50. But but just to just for the for the for the naysayers to get over that 40 point <laughs> mark, just to just to say, okay, well, we're well, fine, and then they can kick on. I'm not saying they'll get. To yeah, I'm sure yeah, yeah. More. Yeah. So hopefully, get around 50 points. And as you say, everything now is about making sure you you stand yourself in the, in as good enough stead for for next season and. Um, but you know it, it all points towards what they do over the summer, and I'm sure we'll come on to it in a bit. But that's 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 your key. You know, you've got to set yourself up properly for the season. If you leave yourself short in the summer, you've got a uphill battle as they have have had this season, and um, you've got to make sure you give yourselves the right kind of firepower and the right tools at your disposal to to give it as a as good as a crack as possible. Uh, one more uh, thing before we move on to to questions, because like I said earlier on, it's going to be a very much a, a question orientated show. We've got a good twenty minutes to answer everyone today. Uh, but Jimenez, where is he in terms of uh, full contact? In terms of heading the ball, he's obviously wearing this protective band around around his head. Uh, there were, I think, there was some talk last week of he hadn't decided whether he was going to use that in matches or or, or not uh, where, whereabouts is he in terms of in terms of training physically physically so 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 yeah so these he's not heading the ball yet um but this this head headgear that he's wearing if you've not seen it it's it's pretty much a headband it looks kind of like a not like an a, Alice band mate not not, not an Alice back band in the day that was uh, that Mr Spears shoot shown uh, yeah, during yeah. the podcast I wasn't very happy about it, but it's fine it's fine not quite, no, not quite as uh, fashionable as yours. Mm, but but you. um, yeah, it, it's kind of like a, a thicker kind of rubber foam kind of headband. I think Rooney wore one back in the day. You can f- find pictures of that as well. But um, it's basically kind of been tailor-made to him to, to, to kind of, you know, avoid avoid kind of unnecessary contact with it. So, of course, he's, he's not heading the ball or anything yet. But just say, I don't know, a, a stray ball. You know, on the off chance goes towards his head. At least he's wearing this, 
you know, this 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 head guard really to just kind of avoid any unnecessary risks. That, that that's that's what it's all about. I mean, I think they've got to kind of check it out in terms of whether it can be worn in matches. I think it can be because Rooney has done in the past, but whether he, he feels right wearing it or whether he just wants to just not not wear it. But I, I think that's that's the next major hurdle now. He's 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 heading he's heading the football and and doing it you know and trying to repi- replicate proper match situations. I mean, not just doing a you know that will be a step in itself doing a cushion deader into into the hands of a coach or whatever, mm-hmm. but actually kind of heading the ball at full intensity, meeting across and yeah. cl- doing a clearing header, going through corner drills. I think that is almost a, a separate step in itself. So you know when he's heading the ball, that would be you know obviously very encouraging. But you know, replicating those match situations as well. So um, I think we will see him before the end of the season. But I, I don't think it's quite instantaneous. I think they're still got to you know cross some hurdles really before we come to that. Yeah, I'd be interested to see as well. I mean, you know, when you when you're attacking a ball and, and you know you're kind of expecting a ball, then that's fair enough. I, I wonder how they'll do it with because obviously Raul is very important defensively as well and defensive yeah. pieces and. Uh, you know that's more the time when you get the ball smashed at you, especially if you're in the wall or you're clearing a ball. You know, as he was defending, you know, when when the incident happened, I know it was it wasn't the ball, it was it was David Luiz, but at the same time, that's more when maybe it's less expected if if you are in a wall or something. So whether he moves further up the pitch for for that or or until the very, I'm not sure. We'll we'll see. There's there's lots of questions to answer, but um, but the most important thing is he, he's back on the training pitch and hopefully close to return and, and a lot closer to return than we thought you know two or three months ago when we thought you know it's very likely they're going to see him this season so the fact that he is close and that Nuno's incredibly confident that they're going to see him you know before the end of end of this season is is, is fantastic really well he looks fit I mean you know that that doesn't that doesn't come in I mean you look you look mm. at him and he looks like the same him as you know what I mean and he'll be itching to play you know what he'll be like yeah I mean obviously having fitness and having match fitness is a different thing but he doesn't look you know, he doesn't look like any any difference. He's you know his physical condition looks mm. tip to, tip top as it ever did. So um, you know, I don't think there's any any worries on that front. Um, it's just making sure that the head is right, and you know, with the concussion protocols. I mean, you know, and, and how much that's in the spotlight after Jimenez's injury, of course. You know, was was wet, which kind of sparked you know all these concussion substitutes, and you know, finally being brought in, common sense prevailing. Um, that they've got to just tick every box, each and every last box, and probably two or three times over, just just to be extra extra aware and extra sure that it's right for him to return. So they won't rush him, um, but equally, he, he's he's very much on the right path. Um, tip top, you say? Do you remember tip top? Yeah, yeah, delicious. Top. By the way, you know, you used yeah. to get like your um, your your um. Your, Strawberries and raspberries, or whatever, some sort of fruit cocktail, and then just pour a little bit of tip top. Oh, de- absolutely delicious! Yeah, lovely, love yeah, a bit lovely. of tip top. Can't, can't be a bit of tip top. I thought it was before your time that mate. Do they still do it? Yeah, tip tops and calippos and all that, all them kind of thing. Yeah, tip yeah. top and tip tops and calippos. Tip tops are cream. No, what? Yeah. Tip tops are cream. Yeah, mate. It's like it was like in a, it's like a bit like carnation milk. It was. Oh like, that's what's, no! Yeah, you, it's like you, in it. It was like a small little tin. You used to used to kind of like open it up with your old tin can, and then you used to 
pour it over your fruit. It was almost like a little, like, 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 a, like a condensed cream. Some people will be thinking, I've never heard of it. And I'm sure some people listening, I mean, support me, please, in, in, your, in your tweets afterwards, that uh, TikTok used to be brilliant. You used to have a good, a good advert about it, a good commercial about it. No, it was delicious. I think, I think a lot of people in the black country will be understanding my version of a TikTok. Which is? Which is like a, like a, like a, like a, what you'd probably call an ice pop. Like a push pop thing, you know? Yeah, like, like, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, with a, we, I think I've seen them before. Actually, it was a stick and then you pushed it up and it yeah, came up through yeah. the kind of... And so, so you'd, uh, you'd get them from like like the, co- the corner shop or whatever and they'd be ice, like... Yeah, ice cream like, man. T- yeah, or like 10, 10, 15p for a tip top because you'd be out, you know, when, you, when you're kids or whatever, that would be like the thing you could afford. Oh, well, I'll mm. have t- two tip tops or whatever, mm. you know, blueberry bubblegum or whatever. And, oh, yeah. and just... You know, it basically just cut, you know, flavored ice. You know what I mean? So that I think, I think more people will know a tip top as that than as your creamy fruit topping. Ah, mate, I, I don't think so. I think people will 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 enjoy my my my, my creamy creamy white sauce, mate. Actually, so we'll see, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see how okay. many people. We'll see, we'll, we'll we'll compare and contrast, mate. See what the people think. We'll ask them. We'll ask them after this show. Um, uh, screwball, mate. Screwball was mine. If you're going to go to the, the ice cream man, screwball with that bubblegum ball at the bottom. Oh, yeah, I'm all over that. You know, raspberry ripple with a little bit of Cornish vanilla, but then a good a good little bit of bubblegum at the mid. Have you ever yeah. had one of them? Yeah, screwball scramble. Screwball scramble. Why are you adding stuff to the... Adding... <laughs> That's what it's called, isn't it? A screwball it's scramble. It's called a screwball. Screwball scramble. Yeah, I think so. You got weird things in the West Midlands, <laughs> mate. I'm telling you. Goodness me. Um, I tell you what, I did find the other day. Actually, I was looking at the because um, I think especially if we're going to have a nice summer and people are still frustrated and people are working from home, you can't beat an ice cream van, can you? Going around and you used to get excited and run out the yeah. door and try and find them, but you know they're never quite close to you. So we did this last summer. Actually, no, no one has it. There were a couple of people who tried it, and then I think the websites are defunct now. But I was like, oh, there must be like a find your ice cream man, you know, like a like a website and they're going to be here, there and oh, they're going to be at this point at this part time of the day. No one does that. No one does that. It's just Ma- random. Mm. Just look at the draw. Maybe maybe that is, uh, you know, a, what like a just eat for yeah, ice cream you know, men. You know, like you type in where you are and then they'll be like, okay, this ice cream man's going to be here at two o'clock. This ice cream is going to be down your street at three o'clock or whatever. Rather than, you know, just hoping that you might hear a little bit of tunes, you know, in the distance. Mm. So then you're, you're running in the middle of nowhere, not knowing exactly what direction it's in. And, and by the time you've you found it, it, it's driving off, you know, into the distance. Any budding entrepreneurs listening, there you yes. go. There, 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 is, there is a, a rock-solid idea. Mate, me and you, Dragon's Den, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> right, um... We did say in the uh, in the in the uh, in episode two hundred in the old uh, live podcast, which, like I say, was absolutely great, is that we have got some fantastic new sponsors as well um, in adoption at heart, Joe. It's great to have them on board. Uh, absolutely fabulous. Um, absolutely buzzing. And uh, look, it's such a great, great cause, um, and it's great to have a, a really important charity, don't you think? It is, and you know, I think it's it's good to have a nice local charity that. That you know is looking to to help families and you know in need, and it, it's something that you know a lot of people will want to explore. Perhaps don't know the right place to go or who yeah. to speak to, or you know, and and that that supports there. So um, now really pleased to have them on on board, and um, 
Yeah, long may it continue. Yeah, the support is there. Thinking of adoption, we have all the information you need at Adoption at Heart, your original adoption agency for the black country. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Borough Council and Sandwell's Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give their children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within diverse sections of the community, irrespective of, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book on the next virtual information event? Visit www.adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates and to book your place or call 01902 Right, shall we go on to some questions from the beautiful people, Joe? From the beautiful people. We shall. We shall uh, do it. I was going to say who the uh, singer was there, but probably not. Uh, Marilyn. Ma- Is yeah. it Marilyn Manson? Yeah, Marilyn Manson, but uh, probably not having the best of times at the moment with uh, accusations, etc. So we'll move on because we don't want to okay. get, uh, <laughs> get into a court battle with uh, Marilyn Manson and uh, his lawyers. Uh, right, okay. okay. Uh, Paul Mansell was uh, very pleased with everything that uh, that went on with, uh, with the podcast, so thank you very much. I was going to read a question out from you but I was on the wrong tweet so I won't uh, here we go uh, Mars Music Show what's the best transfer that never happened that you know with Wolves Um, I don't, the only one I can think of during the time that I've covered the club is um, Danny Lauder um, but I mean whether that's just to put a bit of context he was the Reading kid who uh... yeah yeah <laughs> So, so he basically he was at Compton, all ready to sign. I think there was in the process of doing a medical. I think the medical had probably even been done, um, and you know, getting him pictures ready with the shirt and everything like that, and then ready to ask for more money at the last minute. And Wolf said no, and then that was it. It was uh, it was a no go. He's gone to Porto now. He's playing for Porto's B team. Um, but one that not a huge amount screamed to mind in terms of players that were really ready to sign. I think there was um, Kamini, wasn't there, the keeper about 15, 15 years ago? But um, one that is interesting is um, Ivan Tony, um, you know, a player that's having a lot of uh, in- interest at the moment, you know, top scorer in the Championship. There's talk of a £30 million fee. Um, Wolves nearly got him for five hundred grand in in twenty fourteen, uh, but he filed a medical and um, he was all ready to sign. That was when Wolves had gone back up to the Championship um, under Kenny Jackett. He was eighteen at the time, so of course not in the same you know level that he is now. But you know a player that was you know a player that's now being talked about uh, as a thirty million pound player. Uh, Wolves nearly got for uh, five hundred grand. Yeah, um, Nag says, uh, "What's the easiest wolf song to gargle, and can Joe gargle it?" Well, I think "Then I Had a Dream" was 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 pretty was pretty um, not easy, but like not the most difficult. There's not mm. really a lot of different kind of changes, you know, in, mm. in kind of mm. like pitch or t- or pace or whatever. It's quite steady. So um, I'm not going to do another one this week because um, okay. there is. You know, an argument for having too much of a good thing, <laughs> but um, maybe before the end of the season, maybe I'll have a try at another. Oh, I love that! Uh, Foco Drum <laughs> says, uh, "What are your top three sports themed films?" Mine are Moneyball, The Sandlot, and Happy Gilmore. Poco says, "I want to watch Happy Gilmore again because I've got into golf now, and I, I, I have watched it, but it was like many years ago, and I'm, I can't really remember that much of it. So I want to watch that again." 
Um, you say dodgeball, is that one? Did uh, you, did no, you... I didn't say that, no. I quite like dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> I think that just shows um, where your intellect is. At do- dodgeball is one of your top three. Dodgeball, um, waterboy... Dodgeball and Waterboy. <laughs> Waterboy? What's that? We've Adam Sandler, Waterboy. No, what is it? You can do it! <laughs> What's going on here? I'm surprised you've not watched that. No, mate, no, no, no. He's like, he tries to get on the American football team, but he's not good enough, so he's like the Waterboy for the team. It's oh, like right. a da- okay. daft comedy. Okay. And... okay. Um, I saw yeah. Adam Sandler film a couple of nights ago actually Murder Mystery with Jennifer Aniston Mum was there so we had to watch an easy one it wasn't bad actually to be fair it wasn't terrible yeah I, I, so sports films mm. we'll, we'll say uh, maybe not in, in films but I really enjoyed Last Dance that was brilliant um, Michael Jordan and so we're talking films here, mate. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, but you know, if people haven't seen that, go and watch it. Oh, I also watched the Tiger HBO documentary the, the other week. That that's really good as well. If you haven't seen that, so Poco. I mean, next week you can ask what's, what's your favourite documentaries. <laughs> that'd be great, and just rewind to this episode. That'd be fine. No, Waterboy, Dodgeball, and Happy Gilmore. That's that's my three. <laughs> uh, top three, yeah. Uh, what would I say? Moneyball, definitely, mate. I uh, love Moneyball. Uh, Brad Pitt. Oh, Moneyball. I thought Bean. you said. I thought you said Dodgeball. Uh, no, mate. Moneyball. Uh, <laughs> Dodgeball's not a sport, mate. Uh, Moneyball. I would say uh, Field of Dreams. Kevin Costner, absolute classic as well. I mean, I'm, I'm very much a baseball orientated person, as, as a couple are that he's named. Uh, Jerry Maguire, great one. Tom Cruise, uh, absolute classic sports agent. Uh, what, what, absolutely brilliant, brilliant, brilliant movies. So. The, the, the goal films are decent as well. They're all right. The goal oh, I didn't really see them. Was it was filmed at Newcastle, weren't they? Back yeah, in the day? Santiago Munez. Uh, he, he, so the first one he was at Newcastle, the second mm. one he went to Real Madrid. The third, the third one was straight to DVD, and I don't think I've seen the third one. I think that was just a meh. But the first human and second, centi- Human Centipede three. <laughs> Might as well have been, I think. But but um, yeah, the first and the first one's good. Yeah. Uh, Darren May is here. Darren May uh, says, uh, "Defending corners, wouldn't you try and leave a dam on the halfway line, giving the opposition something to worry about?" He says. I think we mentioned that, haven't we, before? We but. Did. I- I don't, I don't. I can't really think as to what they do. You know what I mean? I, I don't think the 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 really they, they never get, grab a corner and then just whack it out. Did I? No, they, I, no. I? I've never really seen them do it. Um, it would give them some something to think about, but they just tend to kind of take stock, get back into shape, and I think that's how it's going to be with you now because everything's so shape orientated and being well drilled. So. I don't think there's a huge urgency to, to do that, really. Uh, uh, Gladon Balti King says, should Wolves put an audacious bid for Man United's Luke Shaw in the summer? I mean, Luke Shaw, I mean, that's the, for, me, for me, that's, the, that's the, the last position that Wolves will be looking to strengthen in from a, from a, from a top-class point of view when you, think, uh, when you think it'll be Johnny and A another, won't it, for next year? Yeah, but they're never going to get Luke Shaw anyway, would no, they? No. He's he's probably been the best left back in the in the league this year, and you know he'll probably stake a claim as that he should be England's first choice left back for the Euros. So um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think he said something about yeah, but at least he'd uh, have a few balls and take the glad on place as the guy at Masala Lounge. But yeah, God, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he's not coming to balls. Uh, Nag King Wolf says, uh, how. 
Have you heard anything um, on the clubs for the plans for the Wolves women to apply for promotion to Tier 3 next season um, after the season was cruelly ended again? Yeah, you probably want to explain about what happened again with the Wolves women. So, so disappointing, Joe. Yeah, so I have spoken to Dan McNamara, the Wolves women manager, and there will be a piece in tomorrow's paper. Um, so basically, for anybody who doesn't know, they've had their season curtailed for, for the second year in a row because of COVID. Um Last year, they were top of the league, runaway leaders, 14 wins out of 15 matches. This time, played fewer games, but had won six of six and uh, had a fantastic goal difference. And, you know, I think everybody at that level kind of knew that, you know, Wolves were by far and away the best team, really. So, um, disappointment. Um, the, the, the scant consolation, really, um, although robbed of the, the moment of a kind of a of a title celebration or potential moment because they still had a little bit to do, but um, is that they can apply for promotion and judging where they've where they've been in the past couple of seasons, they've had you know they've done well in in cup competitions as well. They're, I think they're standing pretty good stead to to get promoted. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be surprised if they're not. But um, the the, uh, the 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 ultimate issue is a wider issue, and you know the past couple of years. And seasons being curtailed twice in a row, you know, are a lot of women just going to turn around and say, "I don't know if it's worth it anymore." You know what I mean? And um, you know, the women's game has made tremendous strides in in the last ten years, particularly. Um, obviously, England doing well and stuff like that, and raising the profile of the game. But you know, if you if you're telling women two seasons in a row that your results and your wins don't matter, the progress you've made in that time, you know, mm. doesn't standing any history books then you know a fair few might turn away and think right I'm going to pursue something else now yeah. so um yeah Wolves and Dan you know he's a good bloke I mean that they you know they hold hope that that, that, they, that they can get promoted but um ultimately that he and you know Wolves as a whole really are kind of more concerned about the state of the game as a whole and hoping that you know participation levels don't drop off significantly because there's been a lot of strides made and it'd be a shame for that to be be undone for as to what what's happened over these past couple of years. Forty five seconds per answer. Are you ready for a <laughs> quick one? Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, okay. I'm rattle through them. Okay, here we go. Uh, Northern Wolf. How much net are we thinking Wolves need to slash will spend this summer? I can see a player or two leaving to get around fifty million pound in, but I feel a further fifty million minimum is needed to spe- be spent. Uh, three first teamers in, one big player to leave. What do you think? How much net would you say? Well, they've got to push the boat out a bit more than last summer and not just look to break even. I think, yeah, there's got to be a, you know, a net spend of, of you know, of a good amount. Whether it be fifty million, I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but you know, twenty, thirty, you know, you've got to be edging towards that. I think. Um, it, obviously, COVID leaves clubs in more difficult positions as to what they can do. But I said it last week. They've got to do. They've got to do big business relative to what everybody else is doing. Whether that's big fees that we've seen in the past, maybe not. But um, you know, they can't just you know kind of look to break even. I don't think. You know, they, maybe they'll, they will have to sell somebody. But um, yeah, they, they've got to. They've got to push the boat out a bit more. 
And do, um, but it depends on how the market is, Joe. You know, and you look at the well, situation. You look at you look at the transfer fees. Might be a lot. It might be hard to sell players this year, with especially with the current economy and and what's gone on over the last year. It's the the market will be very interesting over the summer. You might be able to get a bargain or two, to be honest. But you know, gone might be the days of you of you selling a player 50, 60, 70 million at least for the next twelve to eighteen months as as the global economy recovers. Yeah, and and and, that, and that's the thing. We we don't know truly what the state of it is until we 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 come to it, you know. And you just kind of find out as you go along, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, they've got to do significant business relative to, to the market. But you know, as I say, it, even if it's not the big fees we've seen in the past, they've still got to find a way of um, of, of trying to you know in, in, increase and, and boost the squad, you know, significantly because. It does. It does need it. It, it does need it. it the, there does need to be signings in key areas. And do we? Did we ever perform in the first two seasons? And this season is a bit of a, a rebalance before going again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably did overperform. I think it's still fair to expect to have them to have done a little bit better though this time around. I think um, you know it has been you know more of a drop off than they would have liked. Um, I think obviously injuries haven't helped. If they can finish in the top ten, then you know they'll have done a you know a decent amount of work, really, considering everything that's happened. Um, but yeah, it's um, you know finishing seventh two seasons in a row is is a fantastic feat, and you know there is an element of setting yourselves up for a fall. But equally, you know this season could have been handled a little bit better, and um, there will be a bit of disappointment in that. But hopefully, finish it strong and. And look to go again next. Uh, Wayne says, um, "When will Wolves come clean about selling of Jota uh, when he was pushing for a move away? It wasn't good business. A proven goal scorer that we sadly lack. Uh, more to this move than anyone know. Nuno seems lost it, lost him a little bit in translation. Mm. Nuno seems to have big admiration for him. Um, one wonders if uh, Fosens pushed the move. Um, have we become a selling club?" Um, any assets? So basically, you know, do you think that uh, what's the situation regarding Jota? Are Wolves a selling club? Well, I, I said as much. Of last course, he was going to score the winner. Of course, he was. Gonna yeah, score. of course, it was just you know written, just written completely according to the script, wasn't it? But I said, I said it last week that I don't think Jota was, you know, throwing his throwing his you know dummy out the pram and saying, oh, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know. I'm not going to play for you anymore. I'm, I'm forcing the move or handing in a transfer request or anything like that. When the European champions and Premier League champions come in for you, that changes the landscape. Mm-hmm. It does, and um, you know, and Wolves, you know, felt felt it was good money. So um, I don't think there's anything hugely sinister behind it. It, it was it was a uh, you know it was disappointing to see him go, and it, and it still is because. Jotter is exactly kind of what they're missing, really. I mean, I, you know, I said I said he's the the other day that he's the player that kind of needed a clinical finisher, and then others kind of said, well, he weren't a clinical finisher for us. Well, he's more clinical than, than what they've got mm-hmm. at the mini. Um, I mean, he, he, I think he averaged about one in three in the Premier League, but that is a far better goal record than anybody else that they've got fit at the mini. So um, you know that they're still feeling the effects of his departure. Um, but they felt it was good money at the time, and um, you know, ultimately they've just got to find a better way of replacing him because they didn't replace the goals that they lost uh, through Jota and Doherty as well last summer, and then coupled with Jimenez's injury. So, yeah, they've got to get more goals in the summer. That's the big key. 
Have we just sacked off this 45 second malarkey? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, okay. I'll, I'll try and get back to it now. Okay, here we go. Let's let's go quickly. Um, what's the best debut game you've seen as a player, says David? Best debut? Ooh. Can you think of one? I'd... I'd... I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. That's, that's quite a broad question. Uh, I think everybody knew Neves was class as soon as he stepped stepped foot in the championship mm. and instantly recognised he was too good for the level. Um, Bonatini had a good debut against yes, Middlesbrough. He did. He did. <laughs> um, of course, oh, it tapped. Yeah. Yeah, eventually tailed off. But that, as far as debuts go, yeah, scoring scoring the winner against Middlesbrough, wasn't it? I think. Okay, let's um, leave it. Let's move on. Let's yeah. move on. Let's forget about that. Bonatini. Um, Ganga Mac won. Uh, how many games will Moutinho play next season, and when does he move on slash retire? Twenty five and the year after. So. Twenty five, really? Is that in all competitions? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't want to see him play 25 games in the Premier League next year, I'll be honest, but that's just me. I'm no, but like coming off the bench and stuff. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, appearances maybe. I, w- I wouldn't want to see him make more than 10 starts, to be honest, but we'll see. Um, what else have we got? Um, Matty says, we've seen Neto, Raul, Cody and others who are key to Nuno sign new deals. Uh, we all know about Traore stalling, but do we think Nevers will be the next one to be offered a new deal? I think he's got to be the next the next one. Is the is the is the only major one I can think of now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Neves. Everybody else has pretty much been wrapped up. I think. Um, yeah, he's he's the, he's the next one on the list. It seems. Yeah. Is that key? Do you think for Walter's progression, or can you see Neves being someone who may be? You know, they talk about Triore being the most obvious one potentially to go in the summer if someone was gonna was gonna go. For, for big money in inverted commas, do you think Neves could be one of those players who might do that? He's one of Wolves' major assets. It's him, him, Neto, and and um, and Traore. But it, as I said before, if I was to lose one, I think it'd be Traore. Um, I think Neves is more. I think the the departure of Neves would be felt more keenly than than Traore's, to be honest. Because even though Neves hasn't. Um, Blown the world away this week. He's he, this season. He's, he's still Wolves' joint top scorer, and I think there has been signs that if they get a, if they reshape the midfield a little bit in the summer, um, he could be you know a, a, a more constant source of goals. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, less than five minutes left. Here we go. Uh, Andy Hodge, as Nuno has experimented with the back four, do you think it has affected Conor Cody's chance of a further England call-ups and hindered his chance for place the Euro squad? Uh, quite apt uh, his timing, Andy, because today at this afternoon. There will be an England squad announcement. There will. Um, I'd ex- I expect him to be in here. Um, I don't think it's hugely hampered him, to be honest. I think the, probably the form of other players has hampered him. I think John Stones' is re-emergence. Um, but, I think that'll be in place of Tyrone Minks, to be honest, though. But that's, that's just mine. Well, yeah, exactly. I don't think Cody will be directly impacted upon it more so. But he probably chucks him down the pecking order a little bit. Um no, I think I think he'll still be there. I think he'll still be there. I think if you ask me to know if he's going to the Euros, I'd say yes. But you know, as as mainly as somebody to be on the bench. Yeah, um, and to be honest, I think if he if he goes to a major tournament, I think that's just incredible for for him. Yeah. And, uh, oh god, yeah. Absolute, take it. Absolute, absolute bucket list. Even if he plays zero minutes, 
I think to yeah. be there to be representing his country in a in a major tournament. I think everybody in the in the in the country, not, but of course in the city, but in the country, will be incredibly proud of the journey he's been on, and I think it will be full, full, full credit to him. Um, and his family and, and, and obviously the Wolves coaching staff. Uh, Dan uh, says, uh, good, good question this, is a good, transfer, is a good summer transfer window possible? We've tried a new formation and want to play a different way, but it's clear we are missing players that can make it work. With scouts unable to travel and identify players, we have, will we have new targets or chasing past targets? Yeah, it's a good question. Or do you, or do you adapt your, your policy to, to suit that? And do you go a bit more domestic, you know? Or do, or do you just wait for the, co- the 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 direct you know phone line to ring from from Mendes and that's it? You know you can't you can't sit still and you can't mm-hmm. you can't go into it with the mentality that uh, this might not be the summer to get the players. You can't st- you can't stand still. You've got to adapt and um, you know whether it means getting more players from 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 these shores. Then I'm all, I'm all for it. Really, they've just got to. You know, you've got to find a way. It, there's obviously difficulties, but every every club will face those difficulties, and, the, and you know you can't really use it as a get out, to be honest, because everybody's in the same boat. So um, yeah, it top top clubs find ways to adapt, and Wolves want to be a top club. Nick Arnold, regarding our wo- woeful record of defending set pieces this season, do you think that having witnessed Raul's horrific injuries, some players are subconsciously or not? More reluctant to go headfirst into a clearance or aerial duel. Just a thought. I don't think so. I can see why. Why you know that that that's been mentioned, and of course, seeing that injury, you know, is difficult for the players. And I'm sure they would have had very similar levels of concern when Patricio went down the other night. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't think that com- comes into it. To be honest, I, I just think that the lack height and the lack mm. and the lack. Um, you know, genuine physical presence, as I say, Bolly's the only really one that offers that. Uh, George Brown says, as fans look to be returning at the end of the season, which will be one of the best moments for years at Wolves, uh, which will be one of the best moments at years for Wolves, uh, what has been your best moment supporting Wolverhampton Wanderers? Uh, it's cliche, but that Man United Cup game was brilliant, weren't it? Mm. it the, the quarterfinal and beating United, the, the atmosphere, I've never known anything like it really. Um, yeah, that that is right up there. Um, of course, you know the championship win and championship wins, and you know some of the moments under Nuno. But I, I think that you know United Cup game really. You, you, you after a year of an empty stadium, you know thinking back to that and just how electric it was that night. Is yeah, that that's a night that will always stick out. Yeah, just uh, I mean, there's there's so many, mate. There's so many. I mean, yeah, like I said, winning winning the league, um, going to a club with some of the uh, some of the players on a Sunday night or Monday night it was interesting in Birmingham um, I think the whole European run really you know and the away trips um, just incredible with the fans yeah. and them getting European football from from Crusaders onwards you know that that journey I think was just unbelievable all the places they went to go and and uh, the wins and, and just in the progression of the tournament through to the finals was just was just incredible so I think packaged together that Armenia you know Turin Bajiktas it's just it's just Amazing, just amazing. So, uh, but but right the way, like I say, from from those away games, uh, right at the very very start. So yeah, just just uh, superb. Uh, David Evans in the kids' TV show Denver the Last Dinosaur. Do you remember this? Do you remember this song? Denver no. 
the last dinosaur. He's my friend and a whole lot more. And I haven't, I haven't heard that for about 20 years, but I assume that's how it goes, unless they've changed it. Um, you know, they've changed it and gone modern, like these new Scooby-Doo's that I don't like. Ooh, um, yeah. What do they mean by a whole lot more, he asks? That, that, that's the big question. It, that it's is a, a bit... massive question. Yeah. For me, it's for me. It's not just a best friend, but it, but it's someone who they can rely on, and 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 someone for company and companionship, and you know that that thing that's very important between a man and a dinosaur. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go okay. with that. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's a good thing running out of time. Um, if I had fifteen minutes to kill, that could have been an interesting answer. Uh, Ollie Philpot Smith. If Nuno pursues with a back four next season, and we sign a top class centre back that we're all crying out for. What could this mean for Connor Cody? If a new centre-back were to slot in next to Bolly, could we see Cody tried in midfield with Neves? He may not fit a 4-2-3-1, but we need his leadership. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's a good point. Um, and, that, and, that, and that's a big decision for him now to make. Do, does he stick with a free? No barking, please, dogs. Oh, no barking. Hello. No barking, thank you. <laughs> so, if they go to a free or a four, um, and, now it, and now it leaves Cody, but... Mm. It's um, it, it's 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 hard to answer really. It, it's 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 a big decision for for Nuno to make. Um, Steve Collett, does Semedo and Traore ever converse or talk to each other? Uh, has, has there been a spat over hair products? Do they ever? I mean, do they do they talk to each other? Is there a? Are they getting better together as a, as a two? Do they, do they understand it? Or are they still kind of working each other, the, the runs they're making, the pace of the runs and where they're going to be? Because you do need that natural understanding down that right hand side, don't you? Well, they've switched sides, haven't they? Slash so, Neto, depending on who it may be. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do think it's looked a bit more effective since they've switched sides. Um, I think there were signs that Samaida and Traore were developing an understanding, but perhaps not quickly enough. Mm. And um, I think that's why they've changed the sides. And obviously, they've, you know, they've, you've got a Spaniard with a Spaniard and a Portuguese with a Portuguese, and it has worked better. To be fair, uh, maybe they'll be working on that on, in training and trying to develop that understanding. But you know, the, the way that they've gone with Johnny and Traore just seems to be just seems to be working that little bit better. Uh, Carl says, uh, "Why do Fosun seem to refuse to look at any players from the Championship or the English leagues in general? Do you think it's because uh, they think it's too expensive, or because they're too influenced by Mendes?" I think there's a variety of factors. Maybe the, the the money thing, and and you know, obviously the agent Mendes comes into it as well. Um, but I am surprised that they haven't dipped into it a little bit more because you, you speak to anybody at Wolves, and they're all so complimentary of the Championship and how competitive a level it is, and how well it stood them um, for the for the Premier League. I think it is worth more of a serious look. Definitely, I think there's a lot of talent in that division that you know tapped into could be could be fantastic for Wolves last one from Freddie Boy uh, Freddie Evans three positions to strengthen over the summer go surely we know the three we know the three centre back centre back centre mid centre forward that, that, that's it that's your spine of the team yeah there you go. massive massive summer ahead I think uh, Joe thank you very much we went a little bit over what we're going to do but still just over an hour so uh, not too bad mate I uh, hope you, uh, you have a double today mate have a couple of wins I'll, I'll, lend, you, I'll lend you a tenner Let's get a little. Let's get a little Jonathan Woodgate double going for you, mate. Let's get you two or three grand in the bank, and then and then you can take me to dinner. Okay, oh, sounds okay. good. I'll hold you to it. All right, mate. Happy days. Right. Um, look, we've both got a weekend off. I can't believe it. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I might go for a run around, run around the block, mate. Let's let's go crazy. Run around the block and uh, 
maybe some uh, some protein pancakes with a little bit of a grenade chocolate sauce and some pecans i'm just gonna go nuts mate let's go nuts um let me know how you're doing this weekend and and let us know about tip top from me from joe have a great weekend take care everyone bye bye <laughs>